the Sportsy Show. All right, let's get it underway with the Sportsy Show. <laughs> you want better? <laughs> the Guru. Forgot about the fans going on there for a second. It's okay. All, all, is, right. all is forgiven. So we're going to start this week's episode with our predictions of WWE Clash of Champions. The first Monday Night Raw exclusive pay-per-view on the WWE Network. Give us money. Yeah. Alright, so we got the kickoff match, which is not even going to be on the actual show. It's basically on the kickoff, which is like an hour before the pay-per-view. So like they're prelims, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a one-match thing. Uh, Nia Jax, who recently came up from NXT versus Alicia Fox, has been with WWE forever. I'm picking Nia, Nia, Nia Jax to destroy Alicia Fox. I have no opinion on this because I have no idea who either of them are. Uh, based on names, I'll go with you with the Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Yeah, because there's <laughs> right. new person coming up, right? Yeah, but she's huge. Like she's big, lady. Like, All right. Powerful. Next to your next match, WWE Raw Women's Championship Triple Threat Match: Sasha Banks versus Bailey versus Charlotte, who is the champion. Now, this is a pretty awesome match. I My heart wants to say Bailey or Sasha Banks, but I think my head says Charlotte all the way. You think they're going to keep her let her run with the title? Yeah, I feel like they gave her back the title for a reason. She's the first two-time women's champion since they've rebranded the women's title. She definitely is, like, the most... If the... If any of them are intimidating, she's kind of the most intimidating. She's kind of like the most believable. Yeah, she's the most believable, I guess, of like an ass kicker. Is where Sasha Banks really does not well, look I mean, the she's part tiny. at all. She's very tiny. But um, she's good at what she does. Yeah, I guess. Bailey, uh, I think, can, can be huge. In I'll the follow your coattails again and just go with Charlotte. And not just because you picked her, but I, I mean, it just it makes sense. For everything that I've paid attention to at the moment. So, this is something we've talked about before. The next match is the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And this is the first Cruiserweight Champion was crowned at the Cruiserweight Classic that was on the network that I was telling you to watch because it was a tournament-style thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and told me TJ Perkins, the surprise the champion. Victor. Victor, in my opinion... Because there was two people in those final four that I thought could have won it, being Zack Sabre Jr. and the Asian dude that I fucking name is escaping me. Oh, Ko- Kosha Buti? Nah, I probably butchered his name. Yeah, I have no idea but, who uh, any of them are um, well, it's, at all. because they're all new guys, and that's what I'm loving right now about the WWE. They're finally figuring out how to mix in the flavor of new and already established talent across the world. They're realizing, hey, that just because you weren't only wrestling in the WWE your whole career doesn't mean that you're not big and popular and that we can't use you to some Well, degree. I'm going to go with Brian Kendrick. I think this is one of the title matches that you get wrong here. All right. Because right? well, there's going to be a couple here. I'm predicting TJ Perkins, who literally just won the title, to and retain think, it and in I his think, first defense. And I think his second is all she wrote. Well, the next match is the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. The New Day, the current champions, I have actually going over the club 
in Gallows and Anderson. I just think that the segments have been awful. It really looks like none of them have any chemistry together. And I feel like the New Day is just going to win this match and go on to a different feud with a different team after this. They've been champions forever at this point. They probably do need to lose the titles, but I feel like the club has done nothing to deserve those champions. I just got to say, I think New Day is horrible and horrendous and cheesy. And I know that's what they're going for, but it's, like, unwatchable. And honestly, like, I, I've been watching. I've been trying to watch. And watching their shit and with their cereal and the dance, it's like, it's too cool and Rikishi brought back. At this point, I agree with you. That, it, it's it, just too much. It's, it's way over the, it's over the top. And it's like horrible. It's hard to watch. And you can, the crowd's not into it. I'm About a hundred like, days ago, people were eating this shit up because it was not a hundred fucking days later. And you're still not adding or changing the fucking shtick. Like, dude, the, the trumpet thing coming out, and the guy, like, honestly, you see I the like crowd, and the it. crowd's just like, are you serious? Are I like a lot of still? it, but some of it is just like, all right, I'm done with this. Can you guys just move yeah, on? Yeah, it's just, it's it's literally 100% too cool and rikishi well, from back in the day, and it's just like, this is the same thing. That's why I love what SmackDown's doing right now with the whole Heath Slater signing a contract and finally becoming a member of the SmackDown Live uh, wrestling brand, and now him and Rhino are the tag team champions on SmackDown. It's just like this came out of nowhere, but I love it. I'm gonna go against. Uh, I'm gonna go against the New Day. I'm gonna go with the Club. Just because you hate the New Day. Just, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's so bad. And I've seen. And, and would this be the first time that a horrible person held belts? No, it wouldn't be. Be one of thousands and more to come. <laughs> so like. I, I think their gimmick's over. All right, so then we have next is the best of seven series in match seven. So basically, Sheamus went out to a three to nothing lead on Cesaro, and, and now Cesaro's Cesaro has come, come all the way back. From so you think he's gonna get it? And I think he's gonna get it because one, I think he's better in the ring. I think his character is better because let's be honest, both these guys no charisma. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sheamus, Sheamus is. Somewhat entertaining. I think he's a better heel than good guy, oh, totally. Yeah. Um, he needs to be more serious in his heel roles and not and, and less jokey about it. Because well, because less jokey it makes like him seem as a pushover a little bit. Well, that's what's what I feel like Raw kind of is. It's more comical and childlike, and it's just I like it less than I like SmackDown. I'll go, I with I'll go with you, and I'll go with might Cicero be because too. there's only two hours on SmackDown and three hours on Raw. It's just there's too much shit on Raw, and they keep fucking just grinding into nothing. Well, it's because this PG era, Pat. Is it's not per- even that. I feel like you can get away with, quote, doing stuff PG as long as you do it well. I think SmackDown is doing their things a lot better because their promos, how they cut on each other in the ring with just, like, you know, two guys being in the ring and just going back and forth with on the mics sounds so much better. Sounds so much more realistic than what Raw has going on. I don't know. I think the whole. I think they're going to be going in a whole nof- another direction here over the course of the next year. I think it's going to be a lot different. What I think they're going to. I, I think they're going to get back to more adult type entertainment. 
Well, that's what everybody's been saying for years. Well, they have to, dude. It's just not... There's no way you can keep running this New Day and, like, certain types of... Like, in, in my opinion, from, like, just watching guys and watching what they are, it's, like, everything's so blah and bum. And it's, like, CM Punk got over because CM Punk... Even though he was like straight edge, whatever, it was that he was still such a cognitive cocksucker. Well, it's because he would come out there and talk shit. Right, and it's like they just don't have. So he was still edgy Smackdown. type thing, you know. Are you have you been watching SmackDown at all? No. Start watching it. You'll like it more than Raw. You're like it's weird. Based on what you're saying to me, you would like SmackDown well, more than you would like Raw. We'll check it out. What do you got next? We got Sami Zayn versus just a match. Just a match. This match should not be on the card, in my opinion. Yeah, because Chris Jericho probably has no business probably wrestling these they, days. No, it's not even that. Shit. It's just the fact that this match is not a clash of the champions, and there's really no reason to have this match other than Sami Zayn is an enemy of Kevin Owens, who in real life they're like best friends, and fucking Chris Jericho is the on-screen best friend of Kevin Owens now, and it's fucking hilarious, but it makes no sense that this match is. If it makes no sense, card. then I'm gonna go with Jericho. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with Sami Zayn. I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna go with Jericho. All right, now we have uh, the WWE United States Championship: Roman Reigns going against our champion Rusev. I'm gonna pick Rusev because, like, I just think Roman Reigns is still in the doghouse. They don't want to put Roman Reigns on the top, but they can't necessarily take him out of the spotlight. I think what they need to do is just make him a full-blown heel instead of him being some tweener bullshit. The fans already fucking hate him. Why don't you give him a reason to boo And for that reason, I'll go with Roman Reigns. Because he was fairly up top until he got what hit, hit, hit with the suspension shit, right? Yeah. And then uh, you know, a lot of guys have gotten hit with suspensions. This is nothing new to the WWE. You're right. So, but I feel like there was they just needed a reason to not push him. Cause I gotta say, Rusev to me character is just like horrible. I think he's better than Roman Reigns. Well, we'll see. And then the WWE Universal Championship, which I still think is an awful name, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, the champion. I think Kevin Owens all the way. He just won this championship. Why are they going to take it off of him? Well, I could see him taking it off because of the way he won it. But at the same time, why wouldn't I could also see like a kind of a repeat of that same event. I just think WWE wanted a reason to push Kevin Owens to the top. They figured with Raw being more of the campy brand where you can have Triple H just come in and interfere and nothing fucking happens. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. And I think... It's going to bridge. I don't know, man. A lot of old-timers are coming back. I th- I could see Triple H all of a sudden getting a little bit more involved in things again. Just, I mean, like, he's seeing Brock come back. He's seeing Goldberg's about to come back. Triple H is getting the itching. He's still in pretty good shape. He's not, su- he's not super old, you know, and he doesn't have the same drug abuse miles as a lot of the older guys that still kept going. So I could totally see Triple H. Getting back in, you know, and all of a sudden having some sort of feud with Seth Rollins. That's where I think this is leading to. I think this you is know, leading to Seth Rollins versus Triple H. And what would it be if Triple H got a belt again? Down his, the line. If, if he were to. And really, I think that they actually might be trying to save that match for WrestleMania. Maybe. Because that's where it was supposed to happen. But then like the main Seth event Rollins for, got injured. 
like their main event type thing outside of like because I think it's going to be Brock and Goldberg. Is what think, I'm pretty sure it's going to be. I still think the main event should be for the championship. Oh, who do you got? Wait, hold on as well. Who do you have in this week? Isn't this weekend? 24th? Yeah. Saturday. Saturday yeah. night, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, too. I just don't care, so I'm going to go with Brock <laughs> Lesnar. I'm going to say Randy Orton wins, but none of this is videotaped or anything other than like people having phones and like. It's kind of played to that tune by uh, Brock's manager. Um, that this was an underground fight that didn't make shit. So this was a thing that nobody even paid attention to when Brock won. The millions and millions were watching on pay per view. I th- I can really see it like that. It's just kind of like a, you know. Uh, like asterisks because like it wasn't really witnessed you know because I mean? it was on a fucking saturday night yeah like, like nothing crowd you know ten thousand people yeah no yeah totally um all right well that pretty much wraps up the wwe and further news uh just real quick uh michael johnson knocks out dustin poirier at 155 in the first round um, it was a pretty exciting fight. Not that you know either one of those guys, but I just thought I'd get it out there. It was it was pretty good. And is that UFC or boxing? Or? That's UFC. And Derek Brunson in the middleweight class, uh, one is I think third or fourth straight knockout over Uriah Hall. So he's looking in title contention. Those are two very interesting fights. Proceed. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna go on to so- oh Tim Tebow before we start. Dun, 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 dun. No, but okay, that kind of leads into it. But Tim Tebow, <laughs> all right, I'm going to take a knee. Baseball because legitimate. it's Tebow time, baby. That's right. We're not doing the national anthem. It's Tebow time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tebow time, baby. So Tim Tebow has debuted for the Mets in what some sort of like camp. And yeah. they've already started selling his uh, jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, See? Yeah. Smart little motherfuckers. That's like, they're looking to make that fucking money. Oh, yeah. Fucking Tim Tebow, right. baby. So what, he's taken up just a spot where, like, some probably nobody would be taking a spot? So it's like, why not make a bunch of money on that spot? I would. I mean, that's pretty smart. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it was the owner of, like, the, you know, Fucking whoever runs that fucking team fucking was begging for it. Like, like Jesus oh, Christ, we can't, we can't get anybody in here. If you can bet 220, we're fine. As long as he's not embarrassing. And I think, watch him come out and, like, be, like... A world beater? A world, or not, like, a world beater, but he's, like, you know, 280-something in the minors and, like, really good. And then it's just, like, the Mets have to deal with this just big uproar of, like... Why is Jimmy Kennedy? Why is Tim Tebow up on the main roster, brother? He's hitting 300 down in there. Right, he's single A. He's hitting 300. They're like, oh, my God, dude, no. (laughs) And then that's where all the owners start to laugh. Because it's inevitable. If he's even kind of decent, it's inevitable. It'll happen. All right. Fucking Tebow time. But now we get to... NFL, baby! All right. So, I'm going to start off with our quarterback ranks for this week. I've ranked my top five quarterbacks for this week. As if I. I've got Big Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees kind of tied for first and second. I really wanted to put Drew Brees ahead of... 
Ben Roethlisberger, but I knew that I would catch flack since I just traded for Drew Brees, and now he is a member of the Cosby crew in my <laughs> dynasty league. <laughs> All right, who do you ha- who do you have? Who? No, okay, not who do you have, but uh, who's Big Ben playing? Who are the, who are the Steelers playing this? You're like, I don't know, but it's good enough to make I, number one. When I did this last night, I knew. But I don't have internet access in your basement where we are recording this episode. So I can't currently write it down. In the cellar. Which one are we in? Here we go. Here we go, my team. I'm pretty sure they're playing a basement team. Basement uh. I feel like uh, they're playing Philly. Philly's defense, all honesty, has actually been like pretty good. Yeah, but they've played Jay Cutler and they've played RG three. The Jay Cutler, have a little respect, okay? The Jay Cutler. So they played the zero and two Chicago Bears <laughs> and the zero and two Cleveland Browns. Yes, this is true. This is true. So now they're gonna play a big boy team, in the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are two and zero. Pittsburgh's on the road though. Pittsburgh is on the road, but they're not traveling far. So, um, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I still am. There's no way I'm not putting Cam Newton as my number one quarterback week in and week out until he does something. Cam Newton has not sh- been in the top quarterbacks in LOE scoring. Yeah, last week he was the number one scoring player in all of fantasy. All right, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the but week like, before dude, he was it like. It also comes into play. He's he, playing Minnesota. A team that has severely limited the quarterbacks they have played. Listen, let's just let's just uh, your your Cam Newton hater. Always... I'm not a Cam Newton hater. Oh, you're. But Cam I'm Newton taking hater. into consideration who he's playing and where they're playing at. So Cam Newton, through weeks one and two, has fifty-four fantasy points, twenty-one and thirty-three. He, I mean, I just don't know how you just... Is he going to get more... The way and, I did this, and, though... And 21 was way, against okay, Denver, so I, the best defense in the league. I made this at 4 in the morning, and this is how I did it. I averaged those two scores out and said, is he going to beat this average against Minnesota? And I said, no, he is not going to beat that average of scores versus Minnesota's defense. And then... Because I have to assume Minnesota's going to get one interception... Or force a fumble somewhere. Their defense has been doing this both weeks. They've got a pick six against Mariota in week one, and they had an interception and three fumbles on Aaron Rodgers. Only one of them they actually got. But All right. Now here's and then here's another. My my top one and two. Your top one and two are Big Ben and Breeze. My topper, Newton and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is the highest scoring quarterback. Right now in fantasy, followed by I think he'll fall back. Big to Ben, I think he falls back to earth not this week because they're playing the Saints. I think he it's in two weeks week. when he plays Carolina and Denver. Even though I am a little suspect to Carolina's defense after the first couple of weeks, it, they, I mean, I, I nobody's ever been of, good against. Them. I, I could very well have Matt Ryan in this list. Oh, you could, baby, but and you should. I'm expecting my three and five to have a shootout against each other. And Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford, both defenses are kind of suspect. I think you're sleeping on the their their defense. And actually, I have their Green Bay's defense in the league. They got me nine and five points. They haven't been walked on by anybody. Um, they're they they're they're a solid defense. I think they're a little bit better than you 
You give them credit. But the eye test shows Bradford shredded them. Um, if if anything, because Bradford. of the injuries, like who? Where do you have Aaron Rodgers? You have him at three. I have him at three as well. We're just indifferent. I mean, he could easily be number one on here because he is going against possibly a totally just ripped apart defense right now. Yeah. Because they're totally injured and. Uh, if the Lions can put up points, I mean, it should make... Rodgers should be a lock for top three for sure, if not the number one guy. And then uh, the only other... Who's Oakland playing? Because I'm pretty sure they've got a good setup. They're Oakland? playing someone that I like them playing because I have Derek Carr as my number four. They're playing Tennessee. Okay, and so the way that I came up with this was they're playing Tennessee... They're at Tennessee as well. Yeah, but they're playing Tennessee at Tennessee. Oakland has traveled already this year and done well traveling. They've put up points in both in games. In New Orleans, too. They've... Derek Carr, I took those two first two weeks that he got the points, and I averaged them out, and I said, is Derek Carr likely, or is it possible that he's going to get more points of this? And I said, yeah, against a not great Tennessee defense. And... He already has put up points. Well, I don't know how you think. See, and that was my thing is I think Tennessee has a really good defense. And do you think, would you say that the Lions have a great offense? Because I think they do. I think they have a pretty good offense. And I think they got shut the fuck down. I think they have a great offense. I also think when you look at the penalties in that game, there were, what, like 27 penalties? There was a lot of penalties. There was penalties on both sides. There was more for the Lions, but there was on both sides. There were a lot of penalties in that game. And they were like... Double-digit drops for Detroit. Hey, I get you, but that's all leads to the result of a game. Yeah, and I'm just saying that when 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 this season is Golden Tate gonna get 13 targets and catch two balls? I don't know. Could happen. I don't again. think it's gonna ever happen again this season. I, it might not, but I'm just saying. I think you're not giving Tennessee's defense enough credit for what they did. I don't think they're good. I think that the long haul season is going to. I mean, I watched right. that whole game and I saw them get after Stafford. I saw their D backs make great plays. They completely I think, shut down I think the run. The Lions have a really bad offensive line that sometimes will play good. Well, then but their I guess, offensive line is not good. Then I guess the Lions' offense just isn't that good. I think they're. Not that good. I think their skill players on offense are great. I think they have two really good wide receivers. I think they have two really good running backs. I think they've got... I think Eric Ebron, through the first couple of weeks, has shown that this year he is going to blow the fuck Well, I just don't know which, which way you're going. Because it's either the Lions have a shitty offense that got shut down by a they really shitty, a shitty offense. Then, the, then Tennessee the has a good flow. defense. It's also, you have to look at game flow of that game. Did you watch yes, that game? Yes, I watched the whole game. Because there was a ton of game flow. There's a reason why they were winning 9-3. to three. It's because Tennessee does not have a good team. But when, when did they start scoring all those points, Tennessee? At the back half of the game, when all of Detroit's defense was gone. Okay, all right, that's fine, but their defense shut down Stafford. Last play Stafford of the game. What was it? Stafford throwing that's a fucking interception. That was a bad choice. I'm okay. Not, just it, because but you're not giving, a series You of, give no, zero credit to I Tennessee Titans. I am getting zero credit to Tennessee Titans because I'm willing uh, to bet well, then they let's, fucking don't even win eight games. They're not a good team. 
I think Detroit we already bet them against the Lions seven. record. We no, already... we did not okay, bet them against the Lions record. Okay, what did we bet? The Bears and Lions record, and then what else did we bet? We have other bets. We have we have to go through this. I'm gonna have to really go through and listen because we have a lot of bets. I've got the majority of them written down. I have to go back and listen to our last episode <laughs> to figure out if we had the Larry Fitz Brown for just week two or if that was longer, but I think it was just a week two bet that you won because Brown has done fucking nothing. Fucking good luck with that, Al. Yeah, but Brown's been horrendous. He has done fucking garbage. Um, but either way, yeah, I, I have Stafford pulling up the rear at five because I think that's going to be a shootout game. I think that Stafford's legit. I think that their wide receivers are legit. I think they have a bad offensive line. I think they have a bad defense in general outside of a few good players. I think Darius Slay is great. I think DeAndre Levy is great. I think Ezekiel Ansah is great. But if those guys aren't healthy, and you're kind of fucked. Yeah, I don't have Derek Hart anywhere near my top uh, five. I don't even know if I'd – I probably wouldn't even have him top ten, in my opinion. That's me. Um, Palmer I have for number five in my last – He's a beast, Mr. Consistency. He doesn't really get shut down. Um, I will be forced to play him this week over Russell Wilson. There's just no choice. Until Russell Wilson has a game. Yeah, I have Russell to go Wilson's Palmer. looked real bad. That, that ankle injury They look bad. Him. They look bad. But the their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, they have no running game going right now. No running game going right now. They really don't have... <laughs> Doug Baldwin's solid. Curse is out. They have, you know, they got Jimmy Graham. They have a solid wide receiver, but they still don't have, like, a true stud receiver. And their offensive line is just horrible because I think the Rawls is good. I think Rawls is legit as shit. I think him and Michaels are legit as shit, but I think their offensive line is just so bad that it does not matter at this point. I mean, like, watching that game, dude, it's like Russell Wilson and whoever's running the ball is just getting nailed in the backfield play after play after play, and it's just it's ugly to watch. Really? Who do you have as your number one running back this week? Um, I have D'Angelo Williams, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't hate that pick, but I don't even have him in my top five. Why wouldn't you? He's the number one running back right now. It. I don't want to reward people just on past performance. It's all right. You forgot about him. It's, okay, it's not. Bro. I did not forget about him because I was looking at him. He's but got a Melvin great... Gordon is going to get the lion's share of the carries with... No more Danny Woodhead being on IR, and the only guys behind him are like Pharaoh, who is like. No, yeah, he's going to be getting a lot of a lot of work. Melvin Gordon's going to shitload of work, and they're playing. I think they've got a pretty good uh, matchup this week. Um, I forget it is who off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they're. I mean, what's crazy though is that you have D'Angelo Williams not in your top five, and you're saying because you don't award off past performances as where Isaiah Crowell has had literally has had like one good game ever in his career and it was last week. He had two good games, both of them this year. Hugh Jackson wants to run the ball. What, pretty what sure did he Cleveland do this past? Last week he, I don't even think he was a double digit scorer last week. He wasn't even double digits. He gets a lot of fucking work. I know he gets a lot of work, but there's think, no way I he, think he's, I don't even it, think he's top is, ten. This is, it, it's a gutsy play. I don't know. He wouldn't even be top, I don't even know if Isaiah Crowell, maybe top 15. Maybe. He's on a horrible, horrible team. And what he, are they playing? I know I took that into consideration. The Browns? They played Miami. And you're right. And he did get 14 points the week before. So I could see definitely your argument for making him uh, top five. 
after last week and showing his big run. And he has a sweet matchup with Miami. So I'll give you a little bit of credit. But I still got to think, like, D'Angelo Williams. I mean, if you had to start either one, D'Angelo Williams or Isaiah Crowell, who are you starting? In this week, maybe D'Angelo Williams. But I like the upside of Isaiah Crowell. And I we know what we're getting with, mm-hmm. with uh, D'Angelo Williams. And I also have... Big Ben is my number one quarterback. I think there's going to be a little bit less D'Angelo Williams. I think there's going to be a lot more Antonio Brown this week, as will be reflected in my wide receiver rankings. But C.J. Anderson, they've got a good matchup this week. I think he is going to blow up. He's played well the last two weeks, and they've played pretty good defenses. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's been uh, super legit through the first couple weeks, and then he does have... I mean, he doesn't have a super easy matchup. He's at, they're at Cincy, um, so I mean, it's a little tough. Cincinnati I, has, has given up um, they're running still back respectable points. That, but they've given up running back points in both, right. in both games this season. All right, fair enough. Um, David Johnson, I got his number three. I got Johnson at four. I got Gordon at three. Forte at two. Williams at one. So we Anderson have a lot five. of the same guys in the I think the, the biggest list. thing that it's we're missing is Isaiah Crowell. And maybe that's me being a little late on him. Um, possibly. But I don't know. I just I can't put someone from Cleveland. <laughs> I just... <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm also taking the consideration that it's going to be, what, the, the Cody Kessler show in Cleveland. So I know Hugh Jackson's going to want to limit how much he puts his rookie quarterback out there. I know, but couldn't you just see, like, with a quarterback like that in that situation, just them just getting really railroaded? I don't know. They're playing Miami. (coughs) I'm hoping Jay Cutler's out this week, dude. i got to be honest. I'm just like, I I just think he's so bad, dude. I mean, like, I mean... Like, every time I, like, stick up for him, and I'm like, dude, no, Jay Cutler's not that bad. He throws an interception to a guy where it's like, seriously? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck was that? You know? And then he's, like, pointing at a receiver, blaming him. And it's like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, oh, my God. Well, speaking of wide receivers, who do you have as your number one wide receiver this week? Let's still go with Antonio Brown. All right, so I have Antonio Brown at two. The reason I have Antonio Brown at two is because I have the fucking man beast Calvin Benjamin as number one. Yeah, he's that in the top five. Has proven he is a legit fucking beast, and I've got him as my number one wide receiver this week. I got I, mine's kind of my number one and two are Brown and Jones, pretty much what they were, arguably ranked coming into the season. The only reason why I don't have Jones in my top five is because. He got injured at the end of last game, and there's the possibility that they limit him this week. I don't want to jump to the conclusions, but I also it's Tuesday morning and or Tuesday afternoon when we're recording this, so I'm going to have to not even have him up there. Because I have Drew Brees as my number two quarterback, I have a Cooks-Sneed uh, combo is kind of like my number three wide receiver. I think one of those two guys, or potentially both of them, goes off this week. So, <clears throat> one thing I noticed about your wide receivers right off the bat is that you don't have the guy you had ranked number one coming into the season in your top five for this week. And I'm just saying, the number one guy should be probably ranked in the top five at all times. He should never fall in the top five. 
for a guy that should have been ranked number one. I think is it fair to say you way overestimated Odell Beckham Jr.? I think it's not that I overestimated about Odell Beckham Jr. I fairly underestimated Shepard and Cruz. Cruz, I knew Shepard was going to be there because who else did they have? Well, and well, and that was my argument. When you were doing it, I was just like, man, if Cruz is healthy and Shepard's there, I'm just like, he's yeah, not going to get the, the volume. Exact, it's the exact <coughs> opposite, or it's the exact same argument you were giving me with Antonio Brown. Yeah, I understand. Antonio Brown's a fucking beast. But, like, they've got no one else there, so they got to double and triple coverage him. All right, so basically you were Who's just... going to get the Calvin Johnson treatment? You were underestimating how good, in my opinion, Victor Cruz really is. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's not how good he is. It's just I never thought he was going to be the same after that injury. Right, and, well, I mean, he's injured all the time, so it's a matter of time probably before he gets injured again. But, um... Well, I'm starting Victor Cruz this week. Finally. The big thing is, is though, is Beckham Jr. had a lot of drops, surprisingly. Like, he had a, he dropped one in the end zone. He had a couple, like... It was like, and, and last week too, there he had some drops, and it's like I uh, think he's gonna bounce back. I think the fact that he's still putting up points while not playing well is a testament to how good of a player he actually is. And it's not that I don't believe in him; it's just that I think five guys are gonna outscore him this week. Now, are you <clears throat> are you saying like these two New Orleans receivers you both have at like a split three? No, it's kind of like one of the one of the other is gonna go off. I, I think one of those two guys is gonna have a big game. I don't really know which. I'd actually like to lean more towards Willie Sneed at this point over Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks is really about speed. If he can get open He's gonna make a big play. He's gonna make a big play. He's he kind of reminds me of like what Odell Beckham Jr. is. He's kind of the same way. He's got to get it in, in space and make some moves and make it happen. He's not gonna be the. It's kind of like how huge Antonio catch, Brown you know. was two years ago. Yeah, he's not. Two, yeah, big play ago. guy. Just yeah. big play guys. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I am like super. Ha- I literally have Willie Sneed. It's where I think Tyler Lockett in every next single year. league possible. I have Willie Sneed on my team, and it's been nice. <laughs> So after that, I have, I, I just have to deal with it at this point. I thought he was going to take a drastic down trend and not do that great and be kind of a possession guy and not be the, no, throw it to me all the fucking time because I'm Larry motherfucking Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's going beast mode. Fitzgerald has definitely lived up. I got him in a couple leagues too because of where you got him. You were just able to get him so late in drafts. Yeah. He was such a value pick, it's disgusting. And I also have Jordy Nelson, Mr. Reliable, at number five because it, it if you did not know that this guy was coming off of an injury, you wouldn't know because he, he's not showing it. He's going out there and playing great football, bailing out Rodgers, scoring touchdowns, and being a main starter on my fantasy team. You know, he is the man. I got I got the two that I got in the top five that you don't is Evans and Hopkins. I think Evans, Hopkins is great. I just think that he could score less than these top five guys. Like, Hopkins is probably like six or seven. No, I, uh, I think with the addition of Fuller, it's opening things up for him so much because they have, you have to – Fuller's fucking legit. Yeah. He is good as fuck. Now, do the Impams have him in their – he can't start him, can he? Not until week not seven. T- not until week seven. That's a kick in the pants right there. That's a kick in the pants. Um, all right. 
So, well, that pretty much sums up our wide receiver rankings. Why don't we get into a little bit of the fantasy news with our championship chases and, you know, well, we got MVP our, votes and whatnot. Our, you know, our little segment I like to call Championship Chatter with the Commissioner. Yeah. And we got Banner here to give you this League of Enthusiasm news. So our high score in week two was Troy Boy with 136 points, and he is the new high score leader. Then we have our MVP race. We have in first place all alone, Matt Forte with three points or three votes, however you want to fucking say it, but it's basically the same thing. Then tied for second is a shitload of people. CJ Anderson, AJ Green, LeGarrette Blunt, D'Angelo Williams, the Broncos defense, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Cooks, Panthers defense, and DeMarco Murray. All with two votes. Then with one in third, a tie between a couple of guys, Spencer Ware, Greg Olson, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Latavius Murray, Jeremy Macklin, and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, that's all going to change week by week, but basically it's going to come down to a couple of these guys probably. Maybe some dudes that aren't even on this fucking list yet. But then we get to the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year. And that ranking is a lot smaller come week two. Tied in first place with four votes apiece. Big Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, and Cam Newton. In second place all by him lo- all by his lonesome, Andrew Luck, three votes. And then in third place <coughs> we have a four five way tie. Blake Bortles Ryan Fitzpatrick, Drew Brees, the shitty Kirk Cousins, and Jameis Winston, all with two votes. Now let's get to our week three picks of the week. Oh, Lord. All right. Who do you like, yourself or Troy Boy's godfather team? Well, LOE, I... Like my team a lot. We did have we're having some running back issues, but I think my wide receivers are so fucking good it doesn't matter. Um, and plus, uh, so by running back issues, you mean you have uh, torn meniscus AP? Yeah, but also Thursday he's not going to miss any time, so I don't know what to think. Um, yeah, I I'm, think he's going to be on. Your I'm bench. probably going to rest him for the week, in my personal opinion, and I'm probably going to go with theoretic since it sounds like. Homeboy is going to miss a few games. Um, Abdullah. Sounds like Abdullah is going to be out for a little bit. Um, and then I'm going to ha- – I have no choice but to start Eddie Lacy. I mean, I just have to keep rolling the Bad fat pin, the, the pinball out there and hope he just splashes into the end zone. I mean, I got Evan Sneed and Fitzgerald. I, I think my – Yeah, it's pretty good wide receiver. I think my wide there. receiver core is, like, ridiculously insane. Um, Troy – Troy uh, doesn't have a whole. I don't. I don't think Troy's team's that fucking good. He's got Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's solid. Oh, he's got Forte though, scumbag. Yeah. He's got my. You know what's funny is Jake and Loe has my wide receivers in Dynasty, and Troy has my running, running backs, backs in <laughs> Dynasty. Um, I'm gonna go with myself. 
I like I, I feel like he has tougher matchups with he's got a lot of stock in the Jets going up against KC in KC at Arrowhead. That's tough. I don't see him getting a repeat of that kind of scoring out of those three again that he did. There's no fucking way. Well, I've um, got the Godfather one in this match. Well, you're fucking wrong. Because the Guru has got the match. I got the matchups this week. I got the matchups. Winston and against LA at home. Matt Ryan in the dome. Yeah. I'll take it all day, dude. All day. Eddie Lacy, Detroit's run defense did not look fucking spectacular. I'll take Lacey there, too. Eddie Lacey has still almost averaged five runs a carry, and it's been against the top two run defenses. Actually, Detroit's, two of the top two. Detroit's run defense wasn't bad, minus that 167-yard run. And I'll take, I'm going to take Riddick. Riddick, baby. And then I got Houston against New England. It's at New England, but New England's going to have to roll out that rookie quarterback, and that's against Houston. Who I don't give a fuck. New England could be great and be the greatest whatever, dude. You're going up against a fucking tough defensive line tough yeah, everything and you're tough, a rookie tough team. like I, I I think Houston should have a great game so go fuck yourself Pat I'm taking the guru yeah you want to change your pick nah. alright so uh, who do you got next uh, come get versus Rob's zombies um, that's a really easy one for me I'm, not, I'm just going to go with come get he's been on a roll he's been tearing I'm going with the zombies. Rob's team, I think Rob's team has not looked great at all. He gets Dak Prescott against the Cowboys. Lucky him, but other than that, he's got Dak Prescott against the Cowboys. Is that what you said? Yeah, he's got to start him. He's got to start him. You know, Dak Prescott's on the Cowboys, right? Not against the Cowboys. Sorry. Even though we're doing the podcast, we're working the trade line right now, folks, pretty fucking hard. So there's a little bit of silence as I negotiate with some fucking trade talks in Dynasty. Because we got a big one in the mix right now, folks. We got a big one. We'll want to take Rob Zombies in LOE. All right. Well, you go with the Zombies, and I'm going the other way. All right. Then what do you have next? Next on the docket, we got the Sportsy Squad versus the Nazis. All right, so I'm going to go uh, reverse reverse uh, engineering or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm going to psych myself out and go with the third and Nazi. I'm going to pick them to win, and hopefully I jinx those motherfuckers and they lose, and fucking Sportsy Squad picks up its first victory going 0-2 and some heartbreaking losses. Well, I'm going to go with you and take the Nazis as well. Just uh, not I that I, I actually I lost a third and Nazi because my running backs totally just fucking bit the <laughs> and just wait till we got Tom Brady coming back because I actually don't think the Nazis have a good team either. I don't think either of your teams good, but I'm just gonna protect my with the pick percentage by going with you. <laughs> And then, what do we have next? then we got the Weapon X Project versus the Yetis, who I think the Yetis have been surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, me too, and that's why I actually have to pick them. Yeah, I'm going to go with them too. Um, not that Jake's – I mean, Jake's got not a horrible team out there. Uh, he has no quarterback right now if uh, Cutler can't go, which he won't be going, I don't think, for a few weeks. But uh, we'll see what happens. Gurley's been a total disappointment. Elliot's been like <sighs> – 
you know, he's been solid, I guess. I mean, he's been a 10-point guy. He's not been, like, horrible by any means, but he's definitely not been, like, the sexy pick everyone he's thought he was going to be. He's not been the world be. beater that everybody no, thought he was going to be. No, not even close. But he's been really super consistent. Yeah, so, and maybe that's part of where, you know, where he got drafted was worth it, you know, so whatever. But in this, I'm going to go with the Yetis as well. I think he's got just better wide receivers, better running back depth. And then we got our final matchup. Uh, we've got the Mac Flop Servant versus Pull Out Your Jansons. <laughs> Pull Out Your Jansons. Um, I'm going to go with the flop here. That's what I did too. I'm going to go with flop. I just don't like Trey's team this year. I think Trey's got a, did a horrible time drafting. Yeah, I think Trey's this was the worst team I've seen him do in uh, LOE. 0-2 and not looking any better. No, no, no. Not at all. All right, well, that sums up the LOE picks. Let's get on to the dynasty. All right, so we're going to start down here at the bottom. We got the one-in-one CM Kings versus Keep the Impan Strong, also one-in-one. And by the way, like, the majority of the league right now is one-in-one because not everybody is as good as the Cosby crew. Look for people fucking put down so wait where are you at first keep the impan strong i got them winning keep the impan strong versus she am kings yeah no i definitely take that uh Rob, I'm trying to negotiate trades with you dude i'm trying to give you the best i mean when when your team has jay cutler who's going to be injured miss some time your team has no RG3. other quarterback to put in. <laughs> Your team has RG three, who's on IR, and Jared Goff, who's Jared not Goff, even like who's active. on your practice squad, <laughs> and your other starting quarterback is Jameis Winston. You've got one out of four starting quarterbacks, and that's pretty fucking rough. Other than that, though, Rob's team is sick. Elliot Johnson, Fitzgerald, and AJ this is Green, a two Matthews. starting quarterback league. In case you're wondering, yeah. why you would have so many quarterbacks. So it, it matters. Pretty fucking much here. Um, then we got Ben, Bortles, Anderson, Matthews, Antonio Brown, Evans, Ebron. You got to like Ryan here, and I don't even think it's close. No, yeah, it's not close at all, especially after seeing what the Kings put up last week. Now, if all of a sudden the CM Kings got Russell Wilson and Winston on it, he's got something shaking there if he's just willing to, you know, take off a guy. I don't know why you wouldn't do that fucking trade, dick. All right, so what's our next matchup? The Redskin Redskins versus the Gotham City Rogue. All right, now I don't think this is even close. We're gonna go. Uh, the Redskin Redskins are one and one, and the Gotham City Rogue are two and zero. Oh. I think Rogue goes to three and zero oh and picks up another victory because they are good. Yeah, he's got the he's got the best quarterback. He's got Cam top Newton. running backs. He's got fucking like. Two he's also of the got t- one of the worst quarterbacks in Marcus Mariota. But I mean, let, that's let debatable. Okay, that's very debatable. Um, Here he is holding Todd Gurley again. Yeah, but I will like I will go with you and take Gotham City Rogue. He does have a very very good team. And then uh, did we do the Crosby Cosby Crew versus uh, Make America Deflate again? So Make America Deflate again is one and one, and the Cosby Crew, my team, is two and zero perfection. 
I think we're going to go to 3-0 and to also be right there along with the Gotham City Rogue tied for first place in the league because Trey's team is just, you know, they won the championship last year, but I think they're kind of on a championship high. They're coming down. I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to say Trey gets us, uh Gets another win and gives you your first loss this year. Really? Yeah, I why, really do. Why would you think I just that? think you have a little bit tougher matchups. Um, you do realize Spencer that Ware and, and I, I've got Drew Brees coming in. I've got Antonio Gates coming though, in. Yeah, this is true, but I mean, yeah, Julius Thomas has been okay. Yeah, Julius Thomas has been okay, but it's I mean, not like, like you're missing he stuff. But I mean, like, okay, like the leap from Brees to Rivers to me isn't that like you don't? huge. I think they're both top ten. I think Phil Rivers top ten quarterback. You don't think he's a higher difference maker every week than, especially when he plays at home? I think you're going to get more 30-point games, maybe. Maybe you get like two or three 30-point games in a year from Breeze, as where maybe you get one from Rivers. But I think you probably get very similar to the I don't the know 20s. when the last time Rivers threw a 30-point game. Oh, dude, he's always blowing up. He has crazy games every year. He's always going crazy. Um... I don't know. That's really, really tough. I'm going to go with you as well, though. Just because... No, can't do it. Deflate again. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. And then uh, next we got the Tobias Funk and the Pittsburgh Tobias Feelers. Tobias Funk and the Rapists. Tobias Funk. Who are 1-1 one one versus the 0-2 Pittsburgh Feelers. Who I think have just fallen on bad luck once again. You know what? I... I wanted to pick the Tobias Funk anal rapist, but now that instead of Drew Brees starting in that lineup, they've got Brock Osweiler starting. Ugh. Or maybe it's just going to be Ty God because they made a trade for Tyrod Taylor, who I don't think is all that amazing either. So Yeah, I don't know where he's exactly looking to go with this. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Feelers here to get their first W of the year. Doing too is going to pick them to get their first one of the year. And then uh, you got the Guru versus the Shy City Heart Dogs. And Shy City is zero uh, and two, and I think they're gonna go zero and three because so really their team just is not that great. No, not at all. His running backs are rough. His wide receivers are solid. Don't get me wrong; he's got solid wide receivers, and he's got a good tight end. But it's, he's he's—I uh, don't know. I don't know. I he has the number got, one scoring, you know, fantasy quarterback. I think one he's of got them. good quarterbacks or. Not good quarterbacks, but high-scoring, potentially, quarterbacks this week. But I think his running backs are going to fucking destroy him. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping on. I don't like Jordan Reed. I think Emmanuel Sanders is not a player at this point you want to be starting. Uh, Des Bryant, I think, is week-to-week. Same thing with with Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey, I don't know if you can trust him with a new quarterback. I don't know if you can trust him just to stay healthy enough. I don't like Tom's team. I don't like the heart attacks. I think you're going to win, and I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, well, I hope I win, and I hope you fucking lose. So I'm right there, and then you go on a super mad losing streak, and I have the number one pick in the next year's It's not going to happen. You've got a better chance of trading for, like, Al's number one pick because he's going to be awful. Or Trey. No, no. Then I'd have to give him something that will maybe make him good, and... I'm not going to give him my pick, which is going to be like the top because I'm going to win the championship. <laughs> no, you're not. We'll see. All right. Well, that's all we got for you fuckers this week. And until next time, uh, I don't know, fuck off. Fuck off.